1: Obviously, we're all watching the West Elm-Caleb drama, even if, you know, we live in Chicago, like me. Hi, I'm Rachel Hansen.
2: And I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. You're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Rachel, I have to ask, have you been seeing the TikToks about West (sighs) Elm-Caleb?
3: Okay, so I think when I was on TikTok about two or three days ago, it just started crossing my FYP, and I was like, oh, this this is going to blow up. It did mostly remind me of how much I hate dating, though. Tell me more. I know how much you love hearing about my dating life, so I'm finally going to tell you the story of the worst date I ever went on. picture this, a young girl, I think I was like 19 or 20. I definitely could not drink at this point. I was in DC interning. Um, and so I was like, let me go on a few tender dates while I'm here because I was stupid. And I went on a date with this dude who worked at the DOJ and never go on a museum date for your first date because it, it it's A, too long and B, you, you get trapped. So two hours into this first date <laughs> where to be clear I am ill I had a cold at this time and this is before people stopped going outside when they were sick we're we're sitting down and the conversation is petering out and he turns to me and he says why did your parents name you Jessica and Wait. I was I was just like they they didn't <laughs> they didn't name me Jessica that's not my name and he was like what and I was just like it's been two hours, and this bitch does not know my name. <laughs> so, w- what happened after that date? Um, so, again, I was young and stupid and ill. So, I continued on this date for another 30 minutes. Um, I was hopped up on Quail. don't come for me. <laughs> but I never saw him again, because I um, did not respond to any of his messages after that. Because the first one was, I don't know if the name thing threw you off, but I'd love to get dinner again. So you ghosted? Yes, but I think it was a well-deserved ghosting.
2: I, I there. This is a, a, a morally neutral, no judgment <laughs> zone.
3: Factually, you ghosted. I, I did. I did. I did ghost him.
2: <laughs> All right, Jessica. I'm not going to make you reveal any more oh my of your God. online <laughs> uh, your online dating horrors today, uh, because we simply need to talk about Caleb.
3: Hey, we have to talk about West Elm Caleb, don't we? We do
2: on the show today we're going to be talking about the phenomenon that is west elm caleb over on tiktok because i think at this point it's i think it's accurate to call it a phenomenon
1: (laughs) the audacity of a straight white man with a fucking mustache (laughs) the audacity
2: west elm
4: caleb this west elm caleb that i would give anything to be in the room when west elm figures out why they are currently trending on tiktok they're gonna be like who's west elm
2: caleb
3: We have heard from, I would say, at least six listeners asking us to talk about this. Oh, I'd say that's a conservative estimate. That number's more like double
2: that and still rising. Uh, Here is a note we got from a listener named Lee.
4: Hey, Icy I Big fan here who's uh, been swept up in the West Elm Caleb drama. I need a deep dive. I need a breakdown and any hot takes on the state of modern dating period.
2: Well, sadly, you know, this thing, I just keep thinking about how it has blown past being about a person into a larger conversation about, well, dating, obviously, and within dating, what we owe each other in, you know, online romantic pursuits. <laughs> you know, it's also about the collective power of women gossiping. And mostly, I think it's about what happens when your your whisper network is co-opted by the whole internet And they're treating it like it's reality TV and not real people's lives. We went straight to the source and talked to some of the women who are actually living this hellish experience. From them, you're gonna get the true story behind the TikToks.
1: I went on one date with him on Saturday and then one on Sunday. So on Monday evening, then he texts me this long paragraph about like, someone made a video about West Elm Caleb. And so I go, oh shit, he has seen the video himself.
5: Well, in the beginning, it
4: was great. He made me dinner one night. We got pizza another night. He took me to the Met and like got coffee. And then I logged onto TikTok and it was sort of nauseating. Um, my like stomach sank when I read West Elm Caleb on my phone.
0: I was like, this is hilarious. And I immediately like show my roommates cause they knew about all this, like the whole situation and how I was like upset about it. And I was like, this is a thing. He does this to, to women. Like he is known. And then I immediately made my own video.
3: I'm really glad we're gonna hear from these women firsthand. Just to note, since recording this interviews, some of them have received death threats. So we're gonna be using pseudonyms for all of them to protect their identities. But before we hear from them, Madison, who exactly is West Elm Caleb? I am so, so ready to answer that question for you, Rachel, after a quick break. Kid Nation, a six part podcast from CBC. Available now. Alrighty, we're back. We're back, and who is Caleb? And why does TikTok know who he is? What has he done? All right, so West Elm Caleb is a six foot four New Ooh. Yorker who
2: reportedly designs furniture at West Elm, who many women on TikTok have accused of quote unquote love bombing and ghosting them.
3: Ugh. Love bombing is really the internet's current favorite word along with narcissists. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, to give it a definition, I'd say it's when you shower somebody with an overwhelming amount of affection, you know, love mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily genuine because you're doing it to get something you want. And that could be a date with someone or sex with someone or a couch. My couch is really <laughs> crappy. So I might love bomb someone for a couch. It's icky, like, describing that. It doesn't sound like you're describing a great person. To be clear, it's also not a damn crime to be sort of a skeevy dater.
3: It is not. And to be clear, it is, in fact, apparently a trait of narcissists, which is what the internet is currently diagnosing everybody with. Ghosting, on the other hand, is also not a crime also shitty, and it is what I did to the man who called me Jessica, which is where you up and vanish on somebody that you were previously dating or had gone on a date with.
2: You were being confessional, so I feel that I owe you. Uh, Look, not proud of it. Have I ghosted many a woman? Yes. Yes, I have. (laughs) Did any of them call me by the wrong name? No. No, they did not. And I ghosted them anyway. So look, those who live in glass houses, et cetera, et cetera.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I feel strong in my house. My house is made of brick. (laughs)
2: Anyway, last week, <laughs> a woman named Mimi Shu, aka at Memes on TikTok—that's M E E M S—posted a sort of throwaway joke about getting ghosted by a guy in New York named Caleb.
3: Is this the
2: Caleb? And here is where the troubles begin. No, it's so it early. Is not <laughs> <laughs> true. We just got true. started, and the troubles yeah. are already going. <laughs> Yeah, it's Northern Ireland, baby. Uh, In the comments, people are like, is it the West Elm guy, LOL, and bro, not West Elm Caleb? And apparently, Mimi says people also slid in her DMs asking if it was this Caleb who says he works for West Elm. That's not the Caleb that Mimi went on a date with. Turns out she went on a date with a tall guy named Caleb who does not work at West Elm. Mimi says that West Elm Caleb later slid into her DMs to say, you know, this isn't about me, but it means that this entire saga actually started with a case of mistaken identity. Like, let's say Mimi had gone on a date with a guy named, I don't know, Charles or Connor or Christopher. None of this likely would have ever happened.
3: That's, it's like the butterfly effect.
2: (laughs) I love it. Precisely.
3: What's the hurricane?
2: (laughs) All right. So the hurricane is now that the name has been invoked West Elm Caleb blows up on TikTok. Women start posting their own stories, alleging negative experiences they've had with him. And it turns out Caleb appears to have burned for so, so many women in New York. (laughs) It's almost an impressive number. Uh, And these women are fed up. This is a woman we're going to call Heather. Heather dated Caleb and posted a video about it on TikTok.
1: I went on one date with him on Saturday and then one on Sunday. And I get tagged in a TikTok video on Monday evening from a different creator. And she posts a video and goes, I just have to let everyone know about this West Elm Caleb. So I get an Instagram DM from someone who I didn't know, just a request, and she sends a long paragraph. I know that you've been like really happy seeing this guy named Caleb. I just watched you like Get Ready With Me videos and you were describing him as like a tall Midwest boy. And I wanna let you know that I have been dating Caleb for the past six weeks um, leading up to this past Saturday. So that was the next DM that kind of like lit a fire where I confronted him and he admitted, he goes, yeah, I was dating her, I haven't seen her in a while. And I call bullshit on that. I go, did you see her on Saturday? And he goes, yeah, you know, she was here on Saturday, actually, now that I think about it. So the lies and the lies just started to come and come and come. So, okay, clearly he's he's
3: dated a lot of women, which, you know, who among us. But like, what exactly what exactly are they accusing him of besides dating a lot of women? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, he allegedly spent
2: a lot of time pursuing these women, texting them constantly, often identical messages, sending them Spotify playlists, telling them like how happy he was to meet and find them, only to then end up ghosting. Honestly, nothing in that story
3: strikes me as out of the ordinary. I was about to say, this feels just par for the course for dating In New York, especially. It's also fascinating to me that none of these women are black, but that's a story for another day. (laughs) Caleb, (laughs) diversify your dating streams.
2: (laughs) Don't wish that on on anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I still don't know what he did. (laughs) And that's the thing. At first glance, this looked like a really dark but funny story about women exposing a guy who doesn't know how to treat women well. But as the videos piled up and more information came to light... It turned out Caleb wasn't just, you know, ghosting women. Some women have alleged he was also sending unsolicited dick pictures, Uh, which
3: that's not okay. Understatement of the year.
2: (laughs) We actually spoke with a woman who we're going to refer to as Carrie, who says that Caleb sent her unsolicited pictures on two separate occasions.
0: We were in the cab and um, I'm like in the backseat with my roommates and I get another... Uh, I get a text from him and it's a picture it's a mirror selfie um of like his whole everything in it he's wearing his boxers though and then you know conversation persists we get in line to a bar my roommates and I and I get another out of the blue I'm pretty sure I get a mirror selfie of him similar to the last one and his dick is out and I don't remember it that much but I remember being like uh what the heck what was that and um he was probably, he just like made some excuse about like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have sent it like blah, blah, blah. And then, um, next morning I text him and I'm excited about, I don't, I'm still excited about the date, even though I got that picture from him. But then I text him like, Hey, are we still on for coffee? Like, when are we going to go? And I didn't get an answer. And then a week later he texts again, like, Hey, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, Hey, and then we had a conversation and it was just basically along the lines of, um, me being pissed that he left he like ghosted me twice. And then him being like, I'm sorry, like I freaked out, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. And so we're texting a little bit. And at the same time, he adds me on Snapchat. So we start Snapchatting, but I'm still pissed. Like, so he Snapchats me a picture of his face. I Snapchat like a picture of the TV or something. And then like a couple more go by and we're still talking. He said, um, it's big, and I just don't know how to use it. That's the problem. And I said, why do I find that hard to believe? He says, I don't know what to say. I felt like expectation was coffee and a post-walk deep dicking. <laughs> and I was like, look, I offered a walk. I offered coffee. Like, I don't know what you more you want. He was like, let's have lunch. And I was like, I will meet you out for lunch. And then he was like, okay. I said, name the time and place. And then at the same time, I got a Snapchat, and it was a picture, again, of his dick.
3: Those allegations are... Really fucking gross, to put it lightly. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about unsolicited
2: pictures, they're invasive, they're presumptuous. You could construe them as violent. Um, I do feel like we should actually note, and I learned this in the course of reporting this story, it's not illegal in New York where all this went down to send unsolicited pictures. There has been legislation in the works for years in New York City that would criminalize sending unsolicited pictures. It's, you know, known as the anti-airdrop dick pic law. But that's not on the books yet.
3: Just rolls off the tongue.
2: The anti-airdrop dick pic law. Uh, (laughs) But what it does (laughs) is it puts (laughs) this behavior also in the same bucket of, you know, gross but not illegal things that happen to people dating in the internet age of 2022.
3: I think it's also important to note that the end-all be-all of adjudication on this kind of behavior should not be our notoriously terrible legal system. There are so many bad things that are legal and there are so many things that are legal that shouldn't be. Whether this is legal or not, whether the legal system can step in or not, this behavior sucks. It sucks to be on the receiving end of this. It feels incredibly violating. But the kind of West Elm Caleb of it all does raise the question of, what should the punishment for a toxic dater be? Because it sounds to me like this is spinning out. That that would be a correct read, right? You know, sucks is a really good word, and I just keep using that to
2: describe this. It sucks on all accounts. It sucks that this happened to these women. It also sucks that uh, a little Googling and TikTok watching, and you can find people broadcasting, like, This guy's hometown, where he went to college, his full name, where he lives, his specific neighborhood in New York City. The West Elm Instagram comment section was completely spammed. Somebody even claimed to have tracked him down in a line on a city block waiting for a freaking COVID test.
3: Oh, I I mean, the technical alleged word for that seems (laughs) to be allegedly stalking.
2: But, you know... It makes me pause. The situation gives me pause. Mm. And do I think that this dude did some shitty things? Absolutely. Do I think this dude will probably be fine in the end and there's a company somewhere in a room plotting out how to give him a brand deal? Also probably yes. But I have some thoughts. We should note Caleb did not respond to our requests for comment and his phone appears to have stopped accepting calls.
5: The wireless customer you are calling is not available. Please
2: try again later. In a text to a woman we're calling Beth, Caleb said he was feeling, quote, shocked and pretty traumatized. Here she is.
4: So at first I felt really upset at myself, at him, because I was jaded, like I was hurt and other people were going through the same thing. But in the grand scheme of it, it sort of made me feel better that there was a community on TikTok. Like I had other women who went through the literal same exact thing I did. So it was sort of nice to be empowered by them that I wasn't alone. Part of me felt a little sad for him because I was like, your whole life was just blown up on this app and now quite literally, I think everyone in New York City knows who you are, what you look like. Um, But then a part of me was also like, this sort of seems like a manipulation tactic in a way. So I had to like pull back and be like, oh, a part of me feels sad for you. But then I was like, now's not the time to address this. Like we can address this problem first and then you can be shocked and traumatized. But that's not my issue right now. I do think he needs to be held accountable, but I also think this is creating like really great dialogue among groups of women or like groups of people in general who might experience like love bombing or like manipulative behavior. So it's been a good learning experience. A sad learning experience, but a learning experience.
3: I mean, I understand why Beth is feeling this conflicted. We've talked in the past about what it means to become the internet's main character. And that's when you're the main character for doing something like sitting on a couch. West Elm Caleb has become the main character for doing something that sits squarely in this murky area of bad behavior. And on some level, personally, as a woman, hearing that other women are uniting and kind of protect each other makes me believe in the promise of the internet. And then there's the other side of this 27-sided dice of how this has become this worldwide jury of observers where almost no one really has all the facts and are still going full pitchforks. So that murky area
2: you're describing, that's exactly where we're headed. We're going to delve into the messiness and get at what we're actually talking about when we talk about West Elm Caleb, because at this point, some toxic combination of TikTok's algorithm and the internet's voracious appetite for drama has turned this into something so much bigger than the story of one dude
3: accused of doing some shitty things. We'll get into all of that after the break. Welcome new listeners, we are so glad to have y'all here. And in case you uh, missed it, we come out twice a week. Our episode on Wednesday was about AOL Instant Messenger and its lasting legacy on the internet. I perhaps disclosed the fact that my internet boyfriend may or may not have been a catfish. You should definitely check that out. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, sitting on Madison's West Elm Couch. We are sitting on the couch and we are scrolling through TikTok. And at the point of recording this, the
2: West Elm Caleb hashtag has some 30 million views. Jesus Christ. As women on TikTok start seeing the videos of this drama going through their feeds, they've also started posting about their own awful experiences with other dudes who do crap like Ghost. (laughs) And it turns out West Elm Caleb's at large are a lot more common than you might think. Or actually, they're probably about as I, common as you think. I was going to say, I thought they really
3: mm. were pretty I heard pretty it, common. I heard it leaving my
2: mouth, and I knew it was wrong the minute I said it.
3: West Elm Caleb dime a dozen, to be quite honest.
2: We actually talked about that shift from West Elm Caleb the person to West Elm Caleb the trope when we talked with Heather
1: my first take like when i first made my video i wasn't going to post a photo of him i didn't even when i you know when my videos i described him as a tall midwest boy so i respected privacy up to the point of when people were using it as a jargon like once it became a phrase and it was a trend to ease confusion, then I started to use it just because I noticed that like people in London were making videos kind of trying to piece together the puzzle. And I was like, okay, I'm a primary source here. I'm going to step in just now that this is a thing. Right. But the boundaries between like, what is personal public knowledge? I mean, there's been a lot of really good takes about like women have gossiped in history and this is how they have stayed safe. But it does get to a really interesting point about like, this man's privacy. And what does that mean? And now it's interesting too. Like, I keep thinking, I saw a video yesterday, like, Hey girls in Los Angeles, who's our West Elm Caleb. So it is really interesting that like, if girls in different cities start to mobilize about like, who are the bad men in our city. And like someone made a really smart comment on one of my videos, like there are millions of West Elm Caleb's in New York city right now. There are many of people that treat people shitty women and men, everyone on like the gender spectrum, like all of us can be bad daters too. Amen. This whole thing
2: reminds me of a story from a few years ago. Uh, A group of women in DC found out that a guy had scheduled them all to go on a date with him in the same night in succession at the same bar. And they ended up, yeah, and they figured it out. Yeah, they figured it out and they ended up ditching him. And a bunch of the women wound up drinking together in a bar across the street. And the comparison then, as now, was, you know, it's got John Tucker Must Die vibes, which is a movie about a group of women who are all played by the same man, John Tucker, who band together to take John Tucker down.
3: Okay, let me guess. Does he always use pet names like Baby
5: and Sweetheart? Yeah, it's not out of affection. It's so he won't mix up your names. And, and he's all about an unspoken bond or something special, but never
3: about a relationship. And the whole arrangement was your idea, so you feel guilty that he cheated.
4: Oh my god, you're dating John too. No, uh,
3: no,
5: I just knew a guy like him.
3: Clearly based on the fact that it stars my girl Ashanti, it's an incredibly fun movie where a group of women get their revenge on this one man who is, like, two-timing all of them. But it kind of actually is a perfect highlight of the issues at play in the West Elm Caleb story, which is that, yeah... Caleb, horrible dater, does not seem to understand how to interact with women and should probably stay off the internet for a hot minute. But this also isn't a movie. Rachel, I have to ask, do you remember how that movie ends? Yes. He has a redemption arc. He, it, it like, comes out at the end a better fully formed person and Pin Badgley is involved. Like, <laughs> he doesn't die. John Tucker, in fact does not die. He does not, which I feel like all the people referencing it in regards to the West Elm Caleb saga seem to be forgetting. And Caleb is not the only one
2: experiencing the ramifications of this news cycle. The women who have spoken about him, they're also getting harassed. Here's Carrie again.
0: I have had a lot of anxiety about it just because like, from going to like being nobody, not that I'm a somebody now, I want to make that clear, I'm not anybody, but from getting like your face posted places and for people I haven't talked to in years being like uh, West Elm Caleb, I'm like, I know, like I know my face is everywhere, like I am aware. So it's been kind of exhausting and I kind of want it to blow over soon because I'm like, oh my God, like this is a lot. Yeah, it is
3: a lot. And as we said at the top, some of these women are getting death threats. And this kind of groundswell of women speaking up about their interactions with him and the other West Elm Caleb's of the world has created this weird, almost mob mentality that isn't interested in nuance and only wants what they think is justice. And I mean, let's be clear, I feel like justice is very much getting conflated with shame over the course of this story. It is. And it's hard to even say what justice would look like here, especially when what passes for traditional legal recourse in this country would not only be incredibly fucked up, but if there was a law on the books about this kind of behavior, not ghosting, but the unsolicited dick pics of it all, it would be unequally applied. And I I don't actually think that's what we need here.
2: What we do continue to need are whisper networks because whisper networks like this are, are important and they're useful tools when it comes to, to dating and professional life. And it's, it is amazing, truly, full stop, no questions, to see women and marginalized people come together like this and harness technology
3: um west elm caleb tiktok is literally so secondhand embarrassment for me right now because i actually dated a west elm caleb fetishizer edition um for like two years but i do want to say like it is absolutely brilliant when women communicate with each other about who they are dating and i call that brilliant because i know and it feels like a lot of these women feel stupid and i just want to be clear that these people are predatory these men are empty and broken and want to do their work through women It goes without saying, or it should at this point, that there are definitely predatory men out there, and the one that this TikToker is talking about sounds like a piece of shit, but whether that label applies to Caleb is a choice that only the women who actually know him can make. All three of the women we spoke to specifically said that, yeah, Caleb's behavior was shitty, but he doesn't deserve to be doxxed or harassed or for him to lose his job. This is no longer a whisper network. In many ways, the whispering has become shouting. And once we find ourselves cheering for a man's downfall who we don't know and hoping for revenge that is not ours to seek, we have kind of lost the fucking plot. The original point of these networks
2: is almost always about protection. And this story has become warped to be about punishment, which ultimately
3: doesn't really protect the people who were supposed to be protected in the first place. So Madison, I feel like we've ended up in the place we always do, which is somewhere really ambivalent. The Valley of Nuance. <laughs> Welcome to the Valley of Nuance. We don't have any answers here. Just questions. One more question for you. What's the takeaway here?
2: Okay, I thought I just gave kind of a nice takeaway. I thought the protection punishment, I thought I thought I did it. <laughs>
3: What do you think is the takeaway? Oh, perhaps the most important one. Never trust a white man with a Spotify playlist. Okay, that's the show. We will be back
2: in your feed on Wednesday. Please subscribe. It's free and the best way to make sure that you never miss an episode. Please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify and uh, tell your friends, tell your Whisper Network about us. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at ICYMI underscore pod, or you can always send us an email. We are ICYMI at slate.com.
3: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. We are edited by Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank. Amber Smith is senior manager of podcast audience development, and Alicia Montgomery is executive producer of Slate Podcasts. See online or at a West Elm.